Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. What time of year is it, Adrian? It's tax time. Yikes. Hey, not the topic that everyone loves to listen to, but I do hope that people will take away a few tips on this one on how we can make it a little bit easier if you do have uh, investment property. The one thing before we kind of like dive into all of our tips, the biggest tip that I always start with when I talk to investors is to treat this like a business right from the get-go. Don't intermix this, even though it might not, you're not, don't need to form a corporation or anything like that. That's not what I mean, but start off trying to separate your expenses and your income on the property versus everything else on yourself from a personal perspective. So open up a separate bank account, have everything go through that. If you're going to get a credit card, get a credit card that's associated just with your rental property, things like that. So our listeners can't see you smirking, but you're smirking. So I I really want to know what you're smiling about. Well, Carla, you're inside my head because I was going to pull out that I had, I actually, from the very beginning, set up a separate bank account and a separate visa card at a separate bank, even. It was the cleanest way to assure that nothing got missed. And frankly, and you know, maybe if my account is listening, he's going to say, yes, but I hate you for it. But I literally give all 12 bank statements and all 12 visa statements for the rental property components of our life, I put all those together along with the following, right? A cash basis income statement from the property management company, copy of the property tax bill, right? And and I always make sure it's reconciled that the number matches. If the property manager pays the property tax, that the number on the bill matches what the income statement says, right? Do that preliminary work for your accountant because you don't always know if they're going to check, one would presume, uh, your mortgage statement, right? So we always have the mortgage interest entered as a non-operating expense, that way it shows up underneath the net income, okay? As as well, of course, as the principal payment. So making sure that that is uh, cleanly separated really makes it easy for account. Any credit line or lending statements that had interest paid regarding the initial acquisition or any capital improvements. What do I mean with that? So if you bought your rental property, with an equity takeout or you used a HELOC from your primary residence and you incurred an interest expense there, that's tax deductible. So you actually want to include that with your package. And any home office expenses related to managing of the asset, for example, your primary residence mortgage statement, property tax bill, and utility bills. Yes, if you have a home office that is utilized, for you to manage your rental property or rental property assets, your accountant can, within a certain criteria and formula, actually offset some of the rental income tax exposure against some of the in-home office expenses that you incurred. And then, of course, you know, I always think it's a great time, like mentally on an annual basis to speak with your realtor and your property manager, your your mortgage broker. See if you have any equity in either your own home or in your rental property home that you could 
potentially refinance for a tax-free equity withdrawal to invest in more, right? And, and so many people forget that you can, whenever you pull out equity out of a piece of real estate that you own, that cash you're pulling out, it's pulled out without having to pay any tax on it. So here we are talking about tax time, but imagine not having to pay tax on your equity withdrawal, okay? And then this may be a little bit controversial, and I will leave it up to uh, the CRA or whomever else wants to come and arrest me, but I would suggest that you always buy mortgage protection insurance on a rental property, In my opinion, I am not an accountant, I am not a tax specialist, but in my opinion, the cost of mortgage protection insurance is a rental property expense, and here's why. If something happens to you and you don't have a renter, you still have to pay for the mortgage, aka mortgage protection insurance. I would argue all day that's a legitimate business expense, right? And once you've got that protection set up, yes, you can keep it or go and shop it with a life insurance specialist. But the point there is that mortgage protection insurance covers the cost, the monthly mortgage payments in case something happens to you and you don't have a tenant. That means that you may not have sufficient income to cover the mortgage on your rental property. That's why I suggest that you, in fact, have mortgage protection And again, in my personal opinion, it is a legitimate business expense. Yeah, I I love this topic. I love that we're covering because I'm loving how passionate you are showing. Like you are, you've become like the greatest hand talker throughout this podcast. I hope I'm actually doing puppetry while I'm talking. This one in video, you're you're like a become Italian. You took your German personality and became Italian all of a sudden. Uh, And no disregard to the Italians, just that. They're hand talkers and you became one in this in this episode. So that's fantastic. But uh, there's so many tax benefits that uh, an investor can take advantage of. So please make sure you are talking to an accountant. We get this one all the time when someone's looking at property management services. Well, is that tax deductible? Of course, it's tax deductible. Anything related to your property to make it an income producing thing is going to be tax deductible for you, essentially. And you talked about the home office. Property management services can often be a cost savings because we get everything all nice and neat in this statement for you on an annual basis that you don't have to have your accountant necessarily do all of the figuring out because unfortunately, accountant gets paid quite a difference in the hourly rate versus a property manager. (laughs) That part I do know. So anyways, I think we've gave some fantastic tips. I would suggest, honestly, that if you haven't done your taxes yet, listen to this episode twice because Adrian gave some absolutely great nuggets. He was just talking quite fast. You have to visualize it with your hands as well. By the way, speaking of fast, when you go and buy your next fast car and you're a real estate investor, okay, make sure that you use that car to drive to your properties and to go and check on all of your real estate assets so that part of your vehicle expenses too can be tax deductible. And yes, I was using my hands and doing hand puppetry while I was saying that. It is a business. So everything that is business related definitely is part of that. So that's very real property management. 
Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.